Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Thursday morning. Big storm in Cleveland. It's snowing there as we speak, but they are red hot on the Browns. A 1,000-mile stretch in the country on the eastern seaboard from the mid-Atlantic to the northeast, getting snow, sleet, rain, flurries, cold temperatures. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Jay and I are used to it. We grew up in New Jersey. Good morning, fellas. It's one thing we always have to deal with. It's sort of a rite of passage here. Not so much for Key, who's a California kid, was dreading this yesterday. And here he is making the trek to the studio today in the white stuff. I can tell y'all right now, I didn't sign up for this. This don't even make no damn sense. They got me going to work early in the morning with this. ESPN, boy, they'll, they'll work you to death in the snow. Look at that. I got to go do radio and TV in the snow. I'm walking. It's not cold. It's just I feel like I'm in Aspen, Colorado, even though I'm not in Aspen, Colorado. You know, but it's about 5 a.m. in the morning, a little snow. I get through it. It ain't freezing cold. It's cold, but it ain't freezing cold. So I'm going to go do some radio, a little bit of TV, then NFL Live, and then to the crib. Tune in, baby. Snow. <laughs> Key, how you feeling now that you're uh, indoors? No, I'm good. I'm good, Z. I'm, I'm good. It wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't cold. I mean, if I, I think if I was out there probably another five or ten minutes, you probably would have had to come and peel me off a car or something. But uh, it, was, it was fine. I mean, I didn't wear the right shoes. I, I was told that I had on running shoes and not snow boots. I'm like, but I'm not getting ready to be doing this like this every day. So it really doesn't matter. Um, I'm good now. You got to purchase the boots, Key. No, you got to purchase the boots, Key. Jay Will, I'm not going to be walking around in the snow, though. But you're going back to New York. How are you going to get around when you go outside the crib? I'm staying in, man. And plus, I'm staying and plus in, in New York, it, it's a... Zubin, you know how it is in New York. It's that dirty snow, too, right? Ugh. You got all the stuff from the cars, the streets, the people dropping stuff. It's the dirty snow. Key, I'm telling you, you just need to get a good pair of boots so when you go out, oh, I got you go some to little walks to the bodega. I got, I got some Okay, teams. okay. Yeah, uh, I got a couple okay. pairs of teams. I'm going to break right. them out. You know, I just, okay. I didn't Look bring them up here. Tims. Look at you so northeastern. Oh, I like man. it. Tims, hey, you think, they, like you think the only people that wear Tims is from the northeast? I'm just saying, why would you wear Tims in the west coast? It's always nice outside. No, but you rock Tim's, you know, when you, you know, you know, you get fashioned out. You want to rock some Tim's. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, oh, Zubin, I, yeah, I, go. I got into a fight the other day. Zubin, I went all the way to Lowe's because you guys talked me into during the break about getting a snowblower and they were sold out. Snowblowers sold out of Lowe's. So I then went to our good old college game day partner on college football, Home Depot, and I found one snowblower left. $14.75. $14.75 for a damn snowblower. Key, it had all these different little tinks and things on it. I had no idea how to work this. Talking about maintenance package. You? And get Mr. the insurance package on the maintenance. No, I can't. Well, not, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Look, I, I can't. I'm not John Deere out here. I don't know how to do that stuff. So I looked at the two show snubbles uh, right next door to it, right, for $18.95. And I'm like, give me two shovels. I'll, yeah. I'll take two shovels. Nope. So when you see me today with the Bengay on, and you, you, you hear me frustrated tomorrow, you'll understand why. That's why you call You'll somebody, understand why. Man. You don't even have to deal with that. Pick up I, the phone, call per- somebody that does this for a living, you know, and keep it moving. Principal, Key, I'm going to do it myself. 
principle. We should mention, not to make Key jealous, but there is an NFL game today in Las Vegas where it's going to be a balmy 58 degrees when the Chargers take on the Raiders. I don't know the next time it's going to be 58 degrees here, fellas. It's going to be quite a while. It's going to be a few months before we get up to that. But our NFL discussion this morning starts with something right at the top. You heard Stephen A. just talking about Baker. That's the Browns that we expect. He finally looked like the number one overall pick. And Key, you've got a really juicy headline this morning as we get ready for two teams in the AFC West. You want to lock in on the AFC North, despite the fact that the Steelers are 11-2 and and the Browns are 9-4. and You really do believe that even though we're entering Week 15, that Cleveland can catch Pittsburgh down the stretch, stun them, and win the division. Absolutely. And, and it's not a headline, it's a fact. I mean, when you look at it, Zubin and, and, and Jay, Look at the schedule. Look at what's coming up. You 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 talk about the Giants and the Jets and then Pittsburgh. I mean, that's, you know, and when you think about Pittsburgh, you're talking about they got the Indianapolis Colts and the Cleveland Browns on the back end. Those are the, those two right there. They can drop those two. They can drop those two. And if they drop them, if Cleveland runs the table week 17 in Cleveland for the division. For the division, wouldn't that be amazing? Hmm. I was going to say this, Key. If you look at the Steelers, 11-2 and two right now, and the Browns 9-4, and four, I think that both teams are good teams. I think the Browns are a better team than the Steelers. I've been on the Browns train for a while, even though they lost to the Ravens with the way they lost to the Ravens. But I don't see the Steelers losing three games in a row in order for the Browns to win it. Right. They have to. I think they're going to go one and two in their next three games. I don't see them losing to the Bengals. So say if the Browns do win out and then the Steelers do go one and two, their ultimate their records will be the same. But then it comes to wins in the division. And right now, the Steelers, if they get the win against the Bengals, they'll be five and oh in the division. Whereas Cleveland, even if they get the win against the Steelers, they'll be three and three in the division. So it still means that the Steelers will ultimately win the division and that the Browns don't have a chance. So I, I don't yeah. see the Steelers losing to the Bengals at all. I just, I just don't see them losing to a team that's 2-10. I don't they, see they, they, they may not lose to the Bengals, but I can tell you one thing. There's certainly some cause for concern coming out of Pittsburgh when Ben Roethlisberger is addressing the media about telling people just chill. We still got a lot of football left, and if it, the season mm. was to end today, we would be panicked and we would be worried and all those sort of things. That's because it's on their mind. They see him in the rearview mirror. It's on their mind. I, I, I just, I've seen these things too many times take place when everybody all of a sudden believes or feels that, you know, a team is so far out in front or so much more superior than the other people. It's just for the Cleveland folks, they should be smiling and extremely happy about Cleveland Brown football right now. They have an opportunity and a chance. There's no doubt about it. Key mentioned Ben Roethlisberger. Here is Ben channeling Aaron Rodgers. Remember when Aaron went with the R-E-L-A-X? Ben's essentially saying, Steeler Nation, same thing. Settle down. This team is special, and, and, I, and the season is not over. I want everyone out there to just to, to take a deep breath. I know it's, it's kind of crazy right now, but just take a deep breath. We've got time. And so that's my mindset, too. Take a deep breath. Let's get ready to go this week. We've got three games left in the regular season. 
we have guaranteed our spot, uh, ourselves a chance in the playoffs. So we, we, we're in the postseason. We have three weeks now to get it going, to turn it around, to give ourselves the best chance to, to reach our ultimate goal, which is winning a Super Bowl. Um, if we were starting the postseason tomorrow, uh, you know, maybe there'd be a little bit more panic on our part. Sounds like he's a little hesitant to me, but that's just me. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm reaching too far. Maybe the Zubin has started to no, wear off on me, and I'm becoming a Sports Center type anchor guy. Key, all I'm saying is, when you look at the Steelers, they're they're not who they used to be, and it it wouldn't surprise me if they have an early exit out of the playoffs. Look, I, I love Big Ben. I love the way this team is built. I love Mike Tomlin. I like the pieces that they have with Juju Smith. But it just their defense isn't as formidable as it used to be. They have a lot of injuries. Big Ben can barely move in the pocket. It feels like I'm watching Phillip Rivers at times, like two statues. And I understand that they win games ugly, but eventually that's it's caught up to them. I really do feel like they're going to go one and two in their last three games. I really do feel that way. And I, I couldn't have said that three weeks ago. Well, that's probably true. Zubin? Last thing I'll say is that five teams can clinch a playoff spot this weekend. Bills, Titans, Rams, Seahawks, and Bucks. Notice who's not on that list. The Browns. Think mm. about that. The Browns can win their 10th game of the mm. season. We're expanding the playoffs. There's now a seventh team. And if I'm telling you in week 15, a team has 10 wins and still would not be able to officially clinch a playoff spot, that says something. So just keep on winning, whether it's the division or... Or not. A reminder, be a part of the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. We're asking you this morning, who's got the most pressure to win the NBA championship? KD, Giannis, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard? You tell us. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's official. College football's back. So is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. On the way, it seems like since the first game of the season, Bruce Arians has been all over Tom Brady. But Key thinks if you think Bruce is criticizing Tom, you're wrong. He'll explain after Jay has this from Walmart. Free shipping is great. Free shipping? No minimum? Wait, what? That's what Walmart plus magic for your holidays. Get your last minute shopping done with free next day or two day shipping on a huge selection of eligible items from Walmart.com. With no order minimum, free shipping means the freedom to click that order button to your heart's content. Just another added benefit to your membership. Maybe that's why it's called I'm Walmart not, Plus. I'm not hearing huh. programming. Start your 15-day free trial today at walmart.com slash plus. See membership details. Restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. 
Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. It's a good question that Mike Greenberg poses. They still do have TB12, but does that mean as much as it used to? It's a fair question. You heard Dan Orlovsky, they as well say, they're the most unimpressive team I watched. Keep in mind, that was 24 hours after they won a game against the Red Hot Minnesota Vikings. The bar has changed a little bit. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Again, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Damian Woody, who you heard there as well on the way at 7.30 a.m. Eastern. Simply put, after game number one against the Saints, Bruce Arians came out and said, I don't know why Tom missed those throws in his first game as a member of the Bucks wearing that pewter. I mean, the Saints didn't do anything we weren't expecting. And then the criticism just rolled on all the way through, even through portions of their game against Minnesota on Sunday. But if you ask Arians, he thinks he got it all wrong. He's not jumping on Tom. I don't know why anybody's criticizing Tom. I mean, what he did at the end of the half and the start of the second half is very, very few teams can score 17 points in a matter of five or six minutes. No matter if we, if we don't make a first down on the first two third downs, I don't care if we, if we finish the half with 17 points, I don't give a how we start. Uh, so... I mean, yeah, he's not getting enough credit for what he's doing. Again, referencing that win over the Vikings in the criticism that is now coming in wins. Key, I think the conventional wisdom is, is there's some sort of tension between B.A. and TB12. But you played in Tampa. You know Bruce Arians. He's saying no such thing, and you kind of agree. Well, it's just not It's just not Bruce Arians. His coaches all around. And I think in what happens in these situations is people – will take what Bruce said earlier about there were guys that were open, we missed some throws, and they take that as criticism with Tom or any player for that matter when you're having a conversation and they run with it and, oh, it must be some sort of tension going on. They're not on the same page. All of those sort of things and understanding and knowing Bruce Aarons as a head coach, this is who he is. It's not personal at all. He, he It's not like – he doesn't like Tom Brady. He doesn't want Tom Brady to be the quarterback. I think for whatever reason, people like to drum things up and make it more and sensationalize it more for clickbait. I don't see where there's no major issues. He's a head coach. If he says that, hey, we missed some throws, we missed some throws. What's the big deal? What's the big deal about it? Because you know why? Because you never seen Bill Belichick do that. And because Bill Belichick didn't do it for 20 years, it's something new to your ears and your eyes. So all of a sudden, a new quarterback that comes over from the New England Patriots with six Super Bowls and nine appearances, no one should ever say anything about Tom Brady at all. Everything should be roses. And it doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. Is is Bruce Arians the only one who's allowed to say something critical about Tom Brady? Like, is it in the contract that he has with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that he's the only person specified in the world to say something critical about Tom Brady? You can't be critical somewhat of a degree, even if it's not personal key of your quarterback, and then try to throw shade at other people for being critical of your quarterback. Like, it, it sounds hypocritical. And look, I understand this is the way Bruce Arians coach. I, I, I get this is his M.O. This is the way that he's built. But you can't sit up there at the podium after it's been a multitude of games 
where you may not have said Tom Brady's name, but you've talked about misread coverages. You've talked about Mike Evans being open. You've talked about things that you want to see your quarterback improve on. And then when the media takes that and they start running away with that narrative, considering all the firepower that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have and what it may be unrealistic, but internally, even I, I think they had higher expectations even for where they are right now. I don't think they expected to be blasted, what, 38 to 3 by the Saints, get swept by the Saints. I don't think they expected to, to be in those situations. But you, you, you can't be then hypocritical and then throw shade towards the media for being hypocritical of Tom Brady, a person that you've been critical of the whole time. It just doesn't seem like that makes sense, doesn't it? it, it for me, I don't have a problem with it. I understand where he's coming from. The media, and, I, and, and it's not necessarily whoever, the media, social media, whatever the case may be, they jump on stuff and they run with it and try to create something more than what it is. Like he said, Tom Brady, you won the game, first of all. Tom Brady put up the points necessary to win the football game against the Minnesota Vikings. Now, when you start to look at things and you start to try to poke holes in things, you can come up and set any type of narrative about a situation you choose to do so. I don't see where there's an issue with the two. Tom Brady has never gone on record with anybody saying he has an issue with Bruce Arians' coaching style and vice versa with Bruce and Tom Brady. That's all I'm seeing. I I, I hear you, Key, but isn't it, we talked about this, though, too. I mean, the, the Vikings left 13 points on the court. Doesn't matter how many points they Bailey. left. Doesn't matter. I, I understand, but how? I, but, Key, you know that how you win matters, though. I mean, I know a win is a win. But you still break down film. You still understand they how may you not won. win. And they may not win another game this year, scoring thirty or more points. They may not win another game this year, but they may win games. And as long as they're winning games, why do they have to be the two thousand eight New England Patriots or the nineteen or the twenty nineteen Kansas City Chiefs? Why can't they just win at the style in which they are? It's because. Your eyes have told you for 15 years that Tom Brady has done it this way. And you see him doing it a different way, and you keep trying to rub your eyes to, to clear yourself up because what you're seeing, you don't like. That is what is going on. No. Not you no, personally. I'm not, I'm not, not you personally. Know, people. But you, but you can understand how it looks optically, though, right? How it looks to Bruce Arians. And I, yes, I like maybe he's you, taking a different approach where he's trying to back his quarterback for the first time. I like that. It's just a different approach than what he's had the entire year. It's and, a different approach. And, and because it's been a, it's new and it's a different approach, and people aren't used to seeing it. That's all. They're just not used to seeing it. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Last thing I would add there is that this is nothing new for B.A. He is used to managing big quarterback personalities. Remember, in his career, Bruce Arians, he's been around Big Ben. He's been around Peyton Manning. He's been around Carson Palmer. So going toe-to-toe with Tom Brady, certainly Brady's the GOAT, but he certainly has a lot of experience mixing it up with the biggest names that have played the most important position in the NFL. He's used to it, that's for sure. On the way... Trevor Lawrence's path to the NFL, not as simple as it seems. And for proof, just go back to two of the best quarterbacks of their eras. We'll explain. That's after Key has this from Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. When you upgrade your job post, Indeed immediately delivers candidates from our resume database who fit your job criteria. 
Let Indeed sift through resumes so you can focus on selecting your top candidates. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Receive a $75 sponsored job credit when you post a job at Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePicks.com/morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. You might remember in March of 2016, Peyton Manning walked away, retired from the NFL with that Super Bowl 50 trophy and that win over the Panthers. Well, in March of 1997, he held a huge press conference to announce he was going to the NFL, or everyone so thought. Instead, he spurned the NFL, the New York Jets, returned to Tennessee for his senior season, and then was drafted the following year by the Colts. You know, his brother Eli did the same thing with the Chargers, opting to be traded to the Giants. We say that because getting your way with regards to the Mannings or even Elway back in the early 80s is not as odd as it seems. Trevor Lawrence, many feel, is in the same boat. Great player, Jets on top of the draft board. Could Lawrence go there or does he not want to go there? Here's Lawrence yesterday on the Dan Patrick Show, not naming names, but saying, I understand what would happen if I had to switch from orange to green. I have the opportunity to go somewhere, help someone rebuild if that's what it is or, or whatever, and just win. That's what, you know, something I love doing. I think that's what I'm best at is winning, regardless of stats, whatever it is. That's, that's what I love. So just to have that chance, obviously, some places it'll be more of a challenge than others, but um, I think I'm. I think I'm up for it, and that that that'll get here when it when it's here. Just trying to focus now on on being great where I'm at. 
Indeed. For more on this, let's head to the Shell Pennzoil performance line. We're joined by Rich Simini, ESPN Jets reporter, has been on the beat for more than two decades. Shell Pennzoil synthetic motor oils made from natural gas give you unbeatable engine protection. The proof's in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Rich, I just sort of ran down the situation with Peyton Manning spurring the uh, spurning the Jets, Eli Manning spurning the Chargers. Elway did it back in the day to get to move to Denver. You wrote about this yesterday. How likely do you think it is he actually returns to school or pulls the demand we've heard from those three guys I mentioned? Good morning, Zubin. I was actually at that press conference in Knoxville, Tennessee, when Peyton announced he was staying in school, spurning the Jets and Bill Parcells. So that's how far I go back. But, uh, you know, I don't think it's a great chance that Trevor Lawrence uh, pulls in Eli Manning. Uh, you know, it's been talked about, you know, in – just in the industry among uh, football agents and personnel people, kind of a speculative point. So my thought with the story was to just call around and, and just in, examine what the chances are. I think he made it very clear yesterday in the Dan Patrick interview that he's going to do what we've thought all along, that he's going to turn pro. I don't think anyone really thought he was going to go back to Clemson. The question is now, you know, does he look at the options and maybe try to manipulate something to get traded? I, I think there's some people out there who think he can with that leverage he has, but do, will he? I, I think there's probably only a small chance. What can the Jets do, Rich, this offseason to quiet some of the conversation about Trevor Lawrence potentially wanting to go somewhere else and play? Well, Key, I think it's the coaching. You know, it's gonna, they're going to be replacing their coach in, in three weeks, less than three weeks. And so uh, that's going to be, uh, for a lot of people, you know, like the biggest move they make in the offseason. You know, they have a ton of cap room. They have five picks in the first three rounds. So they certainly have the resources to get better quickly. But Joe Douglas' decision on who is it going to be an offensive coach again, like Adam Gase, or are they going to go defense? So I, I think that hire, you know, will send a message of which direction this organization is going in. Does it really matter, Rich, whether it's an offense or a defensive coach? How about the, a, a coach that is successful that could get an offensive-minded guy that knows what he's doing and a defensive-minded guy, much like Bill Parcells did because the last several head coaches have been defensive coordinators. Richie Kotite was an offensive mind and Adam Gates was an offensive mind. And we saw how both of those have gone. Yeah, that didn't work out too well. Uh, some historic losing with, with Kotite and Gase. And I, I am in total agreement with you. I think I fell into the trap, and certainly the Jets fell into the trap a couple of years ago because everyone was looking for the, the quote-unquote next Sean McVay. And the Jets ended up hiring Adam largely because they wanted an offensive guy to develop Sam Darnold. And that didn't work out. So I think... They just need to hire the best leader. Uh, it could be offense. It could be defense. Maybe it'll be special teams. I mean, you've seen, look at Joe Judge. He's doing a good job with the Giants. He's a special teams guy. Harbaugh. Um, so I think they just need to hire the best leader, whether he's offense or defense, and let him hire his own staff. Yes. So, Rich, I know that you spoke to Bill Cowher, and he said that he had no intention of returning back to head coaching in the NFL. So who do you think the Jets should pursue? Well, yeah, Bill made that pretty clear because there's been so much speculation about whether he'd come back. I, I honestly think he'd be a good choice for the Jets, but I really don't see that happening. He made it pretty clear. So a guy, I, I think they're probably looking at the coordinator route. I mean, there's a few in the league. 
Um, and if you want to take, uh, oh, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago in an article, a guy to watch, a, a situation to watch, let me say that, is Philadelphia with Doug Peterson. I mean, if uh, if the Eagles let him go at the end of the season, obviously so much could happen in the next three weeks, but uh, he has a very good relationship with Joe Douglas. They were together for three years in Philly. They won a championship together. They walked down Broad Street during a Super Bowl parade. So there's that bond. And so if he were to be released by the Eagles, I think that would be a guy that the Jets would be interested. Otherwise, you're looking at, you know, Eric Bieniemy, Brian Dayball, um, guys like Arthur Smith in Tennessee. They happen to be all offensive guys, but uh, those type of guys, a coordinator guy. A guy to watch in college is Matt Campbell from Iowa State. Uh, the Jets were interested in him two years ago. And uh, I think he'd be on their list again. So, Rich, say everything comes to fruition, the Jets don't win a game, they end up getting the first pick in the draft. What's the probability of, regardless of who the head coach is that comes in, that the Jets will draft Trevor Lawrence with the first pick? Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a lock. I mean, if they end up with the first pick, mm. uh, it's just, I mean, they're going to get some offers, you know, for that pick for sure, teams below them, maybe even Jacksonville at two would offer something. Uh, those would be very, very attractive offers. But I think the situation with Sam, he has not played well this year. And I know there are mitigating factors. It's not all on him that he hasn't played well. And also the, the status of his contract, he's only got one year left on his deal, plus an option if they decide to pick it up, which I don't think they will. So based on all those factors and based on the fact the biggest factor is that Trevor Lawrence is really, really good. And the talent evaluators I talked to say he's the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck in 2012. So for all those reasons, the Jets would not be able to pass on Trevor Lawrence. Rich Zamini, ESPN Jets reporter, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Um, so what will be the plans with Sam Darnold in the offseason if Trevor Lawrence is the guy that everyone thinks he is? Well, I think what you're going to have happen is the Jets will keep their plans very close to the vest all the way through the offseason. Um, they don't have to make any contractual decisions with Sam until May. That's when they have to pick up that option or not. And so I think you'll see them saying from the first day of the offseason to right up until the draft that, you know, we, we, we really like Sam Darnold. You know, he's our guy. And then when they get around the draft, I think they'll – start conversations with some teams, much like the Cardinals did, you know, with Josh Rosen. And then the Jets would uh, trade Sam for the best offer they can get. I think there'll be a few teams that are interested. They try to get the best they can for him and then draft Trevor Lawrence. Is there any scenario that you see, much like several years ago when they had like Hackenberg and Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> and all these quarterbacks, is there any scenario that you see both of them on the roster after, um, uh, better yet, after the draft? No, no, that's a great point you make because I think one year the Jets had like four or five quarterbacks on yeah. the roster. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think maybe even six when Tebow was hanging for a last second, but uh, one year. But no, with that year they had all those Hackenberg and Bryce Petties of the world. Those were just guys. You know, Trevor would be the guy. And. And they wouldn't be able to, I mean, say, once the draft passes, then, then Sam's trade value declines. And, you know, salary cap-wise, Sam's going to be about $10 million on the cap. 
and uh, that that be cap space that could be spent elsewhere. So no, I don't think there's a much of a chance that those two would be around together. Mm-hmm. And of course, not much of a chance, as Rich said, that Adam Gase will remain head coach here after three weeks. And you just wonder why he was hired in the first place after a 23 and 25 record in Miami with the Jets getting an up close and personal look twice a year. Rich, thank you very much. All right. Thanks, guys. Have right, a good one. Rich. Just to reiterate thanks, that. Rich. He started with a 10 win season, did Adam Gase, then went six wins, seven wins, seven wins, 23 and 25, and then hung on with a job in the division. Just let that settle in for one second. Mm. All right, Key, you've said this before. Um, Sam Darnold, yes, he's struggling and he doesn't have any weapons, but if Trevor Lawrence comes in there and he's devoid of weapons, how much different might it be? Well, I think, it, I think they got the money, they've got some draft picks. So you start to build a team around Trevor Lawrence and you don't have to worry about spending big money on Sam Darnold in two years in building a team around him and then it doesn't work and Trevor Lawrence is off somewhere else, you know, uh, playing out of his mind. But what I want to go back to is I, I keep hearing this, this Peyton Manning left the Jets and Bill Parcells high and dry. That re- I don't know why they – People keep selling that story. We were a nine and seven football team. We were not an zero and sixteen, one and fifteen football team. I believe, from what I hear, so many different stories. I believe that Bill would not guarantee Peyton to be the number one overall pick. So therefore, Peyton and his family decided to go back to school for those reasons. Remember, we were one game away. If we win in Detroit, we go to the playoffs. All I was going to say, Key, is I'm really glad that I finally got you on board with Trevor Lawrence being the first pick. I know you wanted to hold on to Sam Darnold no, for I, the longest I, time. J- Jay Will? I know, I know you did. I'm still holding on to him. I have not de- – I haven't still decided, holding on to him? I haven't decided to move in that direction. The rest of the universe has. And they're saying these so things. So why, why are you buying into the rest of the universe? No, You're no, Keyshawn I'm not, Johnson. I, you speak for your I, damn self. I'm not buying into it. If they do it, these are the things that could happen. If they don't do it, then Sam's going to be the quarterback. I'm not buying into it. I, I, could, I can build around him and feel fine. Everybody else is the ones that keep saying Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor I'm like, I got a quarterback. All I need is some players around him. So you'll be willing to pay Sam Darnold after another year, that boatload type of money? Well, it's two to years. To kind of shrink up it's, your cap space and not go out two it's years. two, two years. years, and you got to figure out if he's the guy for you to move forward on? Is he the guy based on what you've seen in the players around him? Or do you want to start fresh? This is not an overnight snap-your-finger decision. These decisions have to be thought of and and thought through thoroughly, not only with you, but also with the new head coach that you hired, Jay. You can't just decide, I'm going to do it and I'm not going to talk to the new head coach. We got to sit down collectively as a group and make a decision. When I'm in that room – I'm fighting for my guy, and my guy would be Sam Darnold. Okay, so I, I just want to make sure that I get the record set straight, Key and Zubin. So, Key, you're saying if the Jets do finish 0-16 this year and you were Joe Douglas, you would say, I'm not taking Trevor Lawrence. That's I'm not what I said. I did not say that. What I said is I'm sitting down with everybody in the room. I'm going to – Talk about my guy and see where we go 
with everybody in the room, collectively as a group with the head coach. The new head coach may come in and say, I don't want Trevor Lawrence or Sam Darnold. I want Matt Ryan. So those are conversations that need to take place. It's not a snap decision. Understood. All, all I'm saying is you played in this New York City market. If Clemson finds a way to win a national championship or Trevor Lawrence plays extremely well and against Alabama in the CFP finals and the, the amount of pressure when so many people are talking about this kid being a transcendent type of talent, regardless of whether you believe it or not, the, I think that pressure on the Jets organization is insurmountable, Key. It's insurmountable. And I know that Sam Darnold might be the guy or a new head coach might come in. But if Trevor Lawrence goes somewhere else and explodes and have, has a year like Joe Burrows had before he got injured with Cincinnati, then that, that's a horrible kind of stain on the resume for any new head coach or GM, even Joe Douglas moving past it. I just feel like it's a lock that Trevor Lawrence will be a Jet when it's all said and done. I really do. Last thing I would mention, Peyton Manning key comes full circle. You mentioned his role with the Jets in 97 and Parcells and what it may have meant. Peyton Manning was a huge reason that Adam Gase got the Jets job. The great reference. It's the best reference you can have on your resume at Gase's introductory presser saying of Manning and his relationship, quote, when we met each other, it was really who's going to be the first one to break. Who will outwork who? He appreciates hard work and what's going to go nose to nose with him and mentally try to challenge each other. That was something I really enjoyed. Peyton can do no wrong. Unless it was this recommendation of Adam Gates. How did that work out, huh? <laughs> yeah, everyone gets a mulligan, right? As we saw Peyton play golf last week, uh, last month rather, on television. Let's go from A to Z. And from A to Z is brought to you by Redbox. Redbox has new movies at the box and streaming on demand. Don't miss Tenant, starring John David Washington and Robert Pattinson. Visit redbox.com for all the ways. To watch Aaron Rodgers weighed in on the GOAT debate. It's something we all love to talk about as fans. And Rodgers put himself squarely in the conversation when he joined the Pat McAfee show with his old teammate, A.J. Hawk, yesterday. Aaron, not exactly known for modesty, but honestly, this is honesty. There's way too many people labeled the GOAT, or this guy's the GOAT of this, this guy's the GOAT of that. It used to be greatest of all time is one person. Mm-hmm. Right. But now, because there's way too many goats, I think you have to break it out into specific categories. Best winner of all time. Person who's won the most championships. Best player, you know, which involves talent and ability and what you did with it. Most talented player, you know. That'd probably be you. Best thrower of the football. Like, yeah, that's probably you. There's all these mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. ways you can break that out. When it comes to those... Maybe not with AJ, but with most people, I'm probably in that conversation. <laughs> yeah, <I'd say. laughs> Good little dig there at the end. All right, Key. So where is Rogers? Let's use his parameters, which I agree with. There's one goat. Where do you have Rogers in the goat debate? Well, the conversation is, is one goat. And right now, that goat is probably Joe Montana until Tom Brady des- decides to hang the cleats up and Aaron Rodgers has to win a couple more Super Bowls to get into that you know, that that GOAT conversation. I mean, at the end, I'll take any of them as my quarterback, but I think he, he may need to win a couple more championships to kind of get into that Montana-Brady GOAT conversation because those are the ones that's going to – you're going to argue 
really, when you talk about quarterbacks, you could throw Johnny Oway in there. I mean, it's a bunch of them. It's a bunch of good ones. I did love how sarcastic he was in the whole thing. I mean, we do break everything down. Like, well, there's 90 statistical categories about who's the GOAT. Like, no, like, let's just start calling one guy the GOAT. If he's a GOAT, if you want to go with MJ, you want to go with LeBron, choose one. If you want to go with Joe Montana, you want to go with Tom Brady, choose one. That's all you get. That's all you get. Joe Montana would be mine, but I like the way Aaron Rodgers was kind of uh, sarcastic and threw himself into the category. Why not? He has the confidence to do so. No doubt. Jay, you mentioned the NBA. Let's switch there. James Harden inevitably going to be asked about the trade rumors until he is possibly traded. Rockets got another preseason game tonight. They'll take on the Spurs, so I'd imagine that he'll be asked about it after the game as well. He was asked about it recently. What are your thoughts on being traded? And he commented on everything except being traded. Uh, right now, I'm just focused on being here. You know, today was was, was good. Yesterday felt really good being out there. Uh, you know, the first time in, you know, since the bubble. Uh, I haven't really had an opportunity to do a lot of five-on-five five work, but for my first time being out there, um, I think I, I felt pretty good. So. so, Jay, here we go. The regular season begins on Tuesday. The Rockets' first game is Wednesday. The preseason ends Saturday, so there is no travel. There will be business that can be done Sunday, Monday. When do you think this ends between Harden and the Rockets? It ends when Raphael Stone and the Houston Rockets find the right trade package for their, for James Harden. I like the way James Harden answered the question, right? You don't come out and say, I, I'm demanding a trade right now. You let your agent say that to the front office. He's, he'll speak on your behalf. I, I feel like what you did miss, Zubin, though, and what we did miss is the best part about it. The reporter was saying, so, James, uh, why weren't you here at the start of training camp? And he's like, well, I was working with my own individual trainers. And he's like, well... In Atlanta and in Vegas, he's like, yes, I work with my trainers in Atlanta and Vegas. Yes, that's that's where they reside, and that's where I work out with them. Uh, it, it's Look, this is what's going to be with James. You're not going to get anything from James himself. He's a baller. He's going to hoop when he's on the court. But make no doubt about it, I give him maybe a month with the Houston Rockets organization. Eventually, they're going to find the right trade package in order for James Harden to be somewhere else other than Houston. I don't know where that's at. Maybe Philly has the best chance to get it done right now, uh, but he will not remain a Houston Rocket throughout this entire year. And key, simply put, tongue planted firmly in cheek, you know I love saying that. Fatter, Giannis's bank account or James Harden? I, I didn't even hear what, I couldn't hear what you said. No worries, no worries. We'll wait, we'll work on it, we'll work on it. James Harden and the Houston Rockets again. Preseason game tonight against the Spurs. And then they got the Thunder in their regular season opener on Wednesday, which of course seems apropos because those are the two uniforms he's worn in his career, with certainly a third on the way. Still to come, college football's top analyst believes his sports postseason is broken. That's it. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 
30 for 30 podcast and Anscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.